This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. Welcome to episode number five of Hitting the Mark. It's only number five, which completely blows my mind. It feels like we've been on this journey for a lot longer than that. But if you're new to Hitting the Mark, a special welcome to you. Today, we talk with a founder who knows how to not take himself too seriously while taking his venture extremely seriously. I was contacted by his PR folks, and when I read his bio, I was sold on having him on Hitting the Mark. Here it goes. Maxwell Cohen is the founder and CEO of Peel Away Labs, the innovative startup company that developed Peel Aways, the betting industry's first multi-layered, disposable, waterproof fitted sheet designed for the home, industrial, and healthcare markets. Maxwell created his company while in college as a requirement from his parents. After appearing on Shark Tank, in, in which he flopped, um, he didn't give up. Peelaway Labs was launched in January 2017, and Peelaway's Crip Appeal, Dorm Appeal, and Peelaway's Health are now available at major retailers and distributors worldwide, including consumer retailers like Walmart, Amazon, Bath Bath and Beyond, etc., etc., and also in hospital distributors like Cardinal Health and McKesson. With that being said, welcome, Maxwell. Hey, thanks so much for the intro. I appreciate it. Hey, totally, absolutely. So, so listen, I, I owe to my listeners why this bio, uh, which, which, by the way, I piecemealed from different bios of yours, um, convinced me to immediately book you for my podcast. So, first of all, you created a company as a requirement from your parents, <laughs> first. And second, you flopped on Shark Tank, and you actually highlight that, and, and I'm so impressed by that. So, Tell us about the parental requirement to start a company. This is super intriguing, and I'm sure you get that asked a lot. Yeah, I come from a family of serial entrepreneurs, where my family, we were pushed to start businesses before we turned 27. And that was based off of um, the experience and knowledge and wisdom that you get building something from the ground up, uh, something from idea stage to actual you know product stage and then having customers and selling so all the experience you learn whether you fail or not um, starting a business is fantastic for any future growth and and for any future employers of course and if you didn't fail you're on to something at a young age and you know when you're this young you really don't have much to lose i don't have a wife a kids a mortgage and so it's perfect time to try and start and execute on a dream of starting a business that could potentially make people's lives better. I absolutely love that. And usually usually it's the lemonade stand when you're five years old. But I, I love the idea that this happens, you know, while you're while you're in college, right? That's the requirement. That during college you don't just slack off, but you actually do something and 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 try to create an actual um, product or service. Yeah, I mean, when I was in college, I noticed my friends, they never washed their sheets when I came home from college. <laughs> I noticed that my elderly grandmother had trouble washing her sheets on more than a daily basis. Um, so that was an impetus behind starting the business. I'm an environmental water resource economics major. So water is, mad, is a big concern to me. And so a product like this helps many countries around the world that suffer from drought and water shortages always have clean sanitary sheets 
So tell me a little bit about that because uh, this this is fascinating to me because your brand narrative, as as we call it in the industry, it it seemed to have changed over the years, right? So in the beginning, it was more the benefit of convenience, which was based on college students slacking off, you know, and them being lazy. And and t today, you know, it it goes much much deeper into that that environmental angle, which is which is usually surprising to to anyone that hears about a product that's disposable but you actually have really great claims uh, behind it and 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 it sounds like it was also always intrinsically you know part of your your brand thinking that that you can actually save water by doing that so so explain to us a little bit how the sheets work and and how that narrative changed over the years yeah i just want to make it clear um of how simple this product is it's the fitted bed sheet that we're all familiar with with the elastic at the bottom We use 100% latex-free elastic since we sell the healthcare. And then it has five layers on top. Each layer could be slept on for seven to 10 days. And then you simply peel that layer off to instantly reveal a brand new layer beneath. Each layer is incredibly soft and each layer is 100% waterproof. The impetus behind the product was to go around the laundering process which uses up to 50 gallons of precious water, bleach detergents, which are chemical pollutants, time, electricity, and money. So that was the original plan of a product like this. And then once you start using it and learning who your customers are, it actually is the other way around where it started off as saving water. And then it actually turned out to be the ultimate convenience for the people that need a product like ours. When you're starting a business, um, you want to refine who your customer is. This is a bed sheet. This is a product that everyone you've ever met could use. There's people that you believe should use it. When you're starting a business, you go for the people who you believe need a product like yours. And so our product, in my eyes, if we had to describe it, is the ultimate convenience when it comes to the bedding industry and having to change your sheets. Uh, the traditional way is a hassle. It could take up you know, to 15 minutes of changing sheets with hours. You instantly can have a brand new sheet no matter what happens. It's a convenience with, with, with a side benefit of actually you know, doing better to the environment. It's uh, super interesting. And, and as, as, you, as you mentioned, as you got to know your, your target audience and as you started to segment them um, you know, based on your learnings, you actually created several brands. So there's Peel Aways, then there's Peel Aways Health, but you also have Grip Appeal, Camp Appeal, and Dorm Appeal. <laughs> so I have to ask, what was the appeal, right, if I may ask, to, to create this brand architecture? And, and was separating the brands out like that by audience, was it, was it effective? Yeah, so this is a very unique business where, and to mention again, that so many people could benefit from a product like ours. Yeah. So we've created brands specific to our end customer um, that allows them to understand our product sooner um, than, you know, rather than later. If it's on a retail sure. shelf, you have six seconds to get the message across. So our branding is to make it very obvious what we do. Main product we sell is called Peelaways. Peelaways is comes in all sizes, um, from twin up to king, and so we use that as that's our best seller. And it's very obvious what the product is once you look at it um, after 60 seconds because the name is very simple, um, right, and obvious. And then we broke out into the clever branding, 
uh, with the appeal. And so we thought it was clever. We have three brands uh, that utilize the appeal, which is crib appeal, dorm appeal, and camp appeal, as we thought it was very relatable um, for a product like ours. And so when you're selling to customers, you have to know who your audience is. You have to know the right lingo and you have to know the right verbiage. So you mentioned we have a product called Peelways Health. And we do that because we allow that insert and a website that's built around Peelways Health to be catered to the healthcare industry. So you know, a brand, a brand like ours has many different brands because we have to cater um, the message to the specific industry we're going after. So we're lucky enough to have many industries that really enjoy the benefits of our products, but it also creates um, you know, a little bit of a challenge because you have to brand everything separately. And branding is incredibly important because it has to get your end customer to believe what I believe as the CEO of the, of the company. The reason I created this product, I have to get you to portray that this is something uh, you know, that you need. And um, getting the branding right off the bat is an incredibly smart, fast way of getting people to believe what you believe. Amen. Amen. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, very often with, with a product that has, that is the same product and it just caters to different audiences, you keep the main name. So you would have done peel aways, you know, crib, peel aways camp, but the way that you actually moved it into something that is much more amicable, but yet it's, it's descriptive. And I see that on your packaging, you have grip appeal. And then you say, you know, you, you use the words peel away, you know, right there on the package. So the bread, there's absolutely still the association with peel aways. It is just very specific to the target audience. And, and, and I think you guys did fantastic. And I love the names. I think they're, they're hilarious, but they're so descriptive. Um, and, and you, you need to be descriptive of your product because it's so unique. It's so different. So, um, people very quickly understand the idea. And I, I think it's, I, I think you've done a fantastic job with that. I really like it. Yeah. And in the 21st century, branding is a very unique, um, it's very unique. And what do I mean by that? It's all about the .com that you could buy, the URL, the domain of your business. I know many companies that don't name their business the original name is because they couldn't get the URL or even the .co of their business. And so when you are starting a business, having a website you know, that is the name of your business is also pretty crucial because people are looking for you. you know, it helps your SEO branding. Um, it helps people find you on the internet, of course. And so right. one of the first things we did was uh, find a website uh, and see if peelways.com was available. And it's, that was available for, you know, $10, $13. But the, the funny part was if you got rid of the S, if you just did peelaway.com, it was to buy the website was over $150,000. <laughs> And and I don't think any of your customers now would confuse the URL. They would never go to peel away because those are peel aways. Like it it is already the product is plural because having the sheets and the the, the, the large amount of sheets that you can just peel away, you know, it's already intrinsically embedded. Uh, that was a pun, I guess, <laughs> embedded into it. So I think I think it works. It works really well. That that was not luck. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of brand strategy that was behind the scenes in you in you creating that. Um, 
I'm wondering, are the products actually any different? Um, you know, the crib appeal versus the camp appeal and dorm appeal, or is it is it based on pretty much the same product and it's more it's more a marketing angle? Each product is pretty much identical, depending, and the only thing that really differs is the size. Um, for the healthcare industry, we have a few extra iterations that allow it to be better um, fit for the industry. Um, and one of those big iterations was the latex free elastic. And so each market does have a unique brand to it, but essentially the product is the same, but, the, but just different sizes from crib all the way up to king. That makes a lot of sense, and and that's that's what I thought it would be. Um, so I I had to I had to um, listen to you know the quick snippet of your of your Shark Tank episode, and in there you mention I believe you mentioned that that you you started having those sheets um, in in ambulances in Africa. Is, is that true? Like when you, when you tried to 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 see if it would work in the healthcare environment, how did you how did you start getting into that? Like tell me a little bit about that journey because it's fascinating to any entrepreneur listener. Yeah, of course. I originally went after people and markets that I understood and that I was familiar with. So I originally was selling to college students and to summer camps. Summer camps really love the product because the one we sell to them, Camp Appeal, has seven layers. And most summer camps are seven weeks long. So it would be one layer per week. So they saw the benefits there. Um, the product, it's... It, it, when I was on Shark Tank, the name of the business was different. I, re, I changed the name of the business because branding is just so important. The original name of the business was A Fresh Sheet, A-F-R-S-H-E-E-T. When I originally <laughs> came up with it, I thought it was incredibly clever. Um, but then, but you know, it's, I combined it, the S-H from Fresh and Sheet together. You know, it was my first branding, my first marketing moment. I thought it was great. But once you get to the customer, they were having trouble pronouncing it. Um, they were not even understanding what the product was, um, and it didn't help. And so branding is a crucial part of it is that I made it, you know, I, I realized that I don't want to have any trouble with anybody understanding what the product is. Let's try and make it as obvious as possible. And so I changed the name of the company to Peel Away Labs which then we started naming our products Peelways and Appeal, as that was something that allowed our customers to understand the business quicker and faster. And since we don't sell something that is sexy, it does take time to educate the consumer about the benefits of the product. And if they see the benefits of the product in the name of the product, that is something that is incredibly um, you know, powerful and allows you to get the customer's eye and a hopefully get them to close and buy the product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And back to back to the, the healthcare space. How did you how did you try that out? I mean it's a difficult space to get into, right? There's lots of regulations. Um, how did you how did you start to to get your feet wet in that space? Yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning, when I was starting the business, I came home from college and noticed that my elderly grandmother, who was bedridden, was um, you know, she felt she was embarrassed. She felt like she was a burden on the family because her sheets had to be changed. And it wasn't right. her fault, the medication she was on. And so once we put the product on her bed, we recognized that this is a market that is going to benefit from a product like ours. The home care market, if you're taking care of somebody at home, this product is a tremendous benefit for everyone. 
for the caregiver as well as the person on top of the bed and sleeping on the bed. Our sheets are proven to be 32% softer than traditional healthcare bedding. Each layer of our product is 100% waterproof. And one of the most beneficial is if somebody is bedridden, you could change sheets within one minute or less. So that's better patient comfort and allows you to allocate your time more wisely. So that's how we got into the healthcare market. And then once we started focusing more of our time on it, going to trade shows, we started feeling the feedback. Cardinal Health, McKesson wanted to sign us up as vendors. So we knew there was validation for a product like this in the healthcare market. And that was pretty much it. It was uh, doing doing trade shows where you got direct contact with the healthcare industry like that, and they and they immediately uh, gravitated towards your product. Yeah, trade shows are incredibly important when it comes to an old school business. Yeah, you know, healthcare is an old school business. Um, you know, doing things the old school way, not the millennial way. Um, you know, I, I'm the millennial of the team, and going to trade shows, walking around on my feet for eight, ten hours. Sounds, you know, it sounds old and you know, it sounds like the old way of doing business, but that has been our most successful business up to date is doing trade shows, finding the buyers and talking to the gatekeepers that could help us get into the industry. You know, that's that's refreshing to hear because a business like yours, you would think it would just have tons of landing pages and SEO and all that. And and I'm sure it does. But on top of that, having to do that old grind by, with trade shows and having that personal, uh, you know, formulating these personal relationships, it's good to hear that that is still super important. Um, looking looking back, what was that one big breakthrough moment um, that that propelled your your little idea that turned into you know that turned into a real brand? Um, what what was that breakthrough moment? Was it Shark Tank, despite it not going quite as wished, or was there something else that really like was that big moment for you? Um, I mean, when you're starting a business, you're you want more than one big moment, and you know, to me, changing the name of the company was incredibly crucial. Um, you know, telling somebody I'm the CEO of a fresh sheet, they go, of what? <laughs> and it gets very frustrating. And so when you when you could translate what you do you know, more smoothly, I'm the CEO and founder of Peelway Labs. And so you get more of an understanding of what I'm doing immediately just by the name of my business. Mm -hmm. And a big crucial part was changing the name of the business as well from a fresh sheet to peel away labs. And a fresh sheet seemed to only limit us to bedding when really my, my patents encompassed all things that could be potentially multi-layered and peel away. So it doesn't just limit us to sheets. That's super interesting. That's really interesting. Um, so, Talking talking back about Shark Tank because I think it's fascinating. A lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this are like, "Oh my God, Shark Tank! That's like I want to be there. That's the holy grail." Everyone hears about once you're on Shark Tank, you know, you're gonna blow up. Um, you know, with with you, I mean, you 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 didn't do as well on Shark Tank as you wanted to do, um, but it didn't it didn't seem to make you think twice. I mean, you instead pushed forwards with the same idea, and rightfully so. I mean, the phones are ringing literally right for you, and things are going really really well. Um, um, and you you kept pushing even harder, but how were those days and weeks after you flopped? I mean, it's all everyone talks about failure. You know, it's so important, and you know, it's like it's being celebrated in a way. But I mean, was it super tough, or did you immediately just just say, "Look, sales are, sales are spiking, and I don't care, and I'm going to keep pushing"? What, what, how were those days afterwards? Yeah, when I went on Shark Tank, I was young, and the company was even younger. Yeah. Um, you know, we only had a few beta testing uh, uh, 
products, abated products, and we had just the test markets of summer camps and college students. So looking back, of course, as you can imagine, when somebody looks at you and says your product is a dog of a product, shoot it, get rid of it, and do something else with your time. <laughs> Literally, um, right? You know, yeah. To me, I take that as motivation. Um, I take that as I need to be here and prove you wrong. I, I know the product has validation. I know there's a market for it. But I'm young. The company's even younger. So there was no real hurt feelings, as you can imagine, of course, just natural frustration, which is inevitable. Um, but to me, I took it as motivation. Um, you know, I, I got in this product into Walmart without the help of the sharks. We're vendors with, you know, um, Bye Bye Baby as well as Bed Bath & Beyond without the sharks. And um, actually, uh, we are received the largest purchase order QVC's ever given for a new product, and we air in February. Oh, congratulations. Even without the blessing of Lori, and to be honest, I think she didn't like me the most out of all the sharks. <laughs> um, I believe we'll have an incredibly successful campaign on QVC, uh, regardless of her you know, backing or input on her product. So you, you use it as motivation. Persistence is key. I know that I was on to something, whether they see it or not. Um, it's totally cool. And now that you look back, I didn't really have a business. There was nothing really to invest in anyway. So you recognize that Shark Tank is not for pre-revenue businesses. It's for revenue-generating businesses. It's really growth capital. So the experience itself was fantastic. It made me smarter, faster, wiser. It allowed <laughs> me to have thick skin. Um, but it wasn't the Oprah effect um, that everybody expected. Um, my product and business wasn't ready for Shark Tank to air. Um, you know, if I went back now, I guarantee they would love the business that mm -hmm. I built and be incredibly impressed. Right, exactly. Too bad you won't be back. <laughs> You're, you're not do, you're not doing them that favor but um but but listen i i think that's an amazing character trait uh that 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 you showed you know after those weeks and and that for you you know looking at it in that way i think that's that's something that most entrepreneurs um need to learn you know i think i think we read a lot about it but it's really hard for people to actually embody that and say no this is you know this this was a great lesson let's move on there are 50,000 more more mountains that i can conquer and this was just one of them um Really, really great insight um, on, on, on how, to, how to see that and how to go through that. Yeah, and just to give your listeners a perspective of real life uh, investing, you know, I pitched, it's the same stories you hear all over the place. I pitched 68 investors before I, I got my first commitment. So, you know, even if you get burned on Shark Tank, you have to realize you're going to get burned in real life. And, you know, to me, I, when I talk to investors or talk to people that I want to work with, I say, do you mind getting to the answer no as soon as possible, yeah. please? So I can move on to the yeah. next thing. Yeah, I think, you know, leaving the ego, you know, out the door and just making that a business transaction and just saying, look, there's there's so many more. Um, and it, it takes a lot, I think, you know, I think it takes a lot, especially a lot of younger startup entrepreneurs, your age and, and younger, you know, when you started um, for them, that's that's their life. Right. And and it's a huge I, I mean, your ego is huge during that time because you think you just you just nailed it. You know, you just came up with the next big thing. And to to be like that and to actually actually let go and to and to take these answers um you know not too seriously because you know there's going to be a yes around the corner um it takes a lot and i think it's i think it's 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 great that you're sharing that uh with everyone 
Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned in the beginning, um, you could tell that I have a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> that I laugh at myself. I laugh at, you know, things that are worthy laughing at. Um, things are going to go wrong. People are going to dislike you, dislike your product. It's just the name of the game we're in. Um, and it's really just this name of the game called life. Yeah. So you have to have thick skin to be an entrepreneur because there's days that are great. There's days that are terrible. There's people that are mean. There's people that are incredibly helpful. Absolutely. So having the equilibrium and understanding this is one of the first steps to really building a business. I think that's great. You know, I would have asked you as my final question of, of, of what's one final piece of brand advice for founders as a takeaway. But I think I think you just gave us one, you know, um, but if it have a sense of humor, you know, yeah. you, you were in the business of, you know, I like to joke around, we're in the business of losing 98% of a company's startups fail in the first two years. 99% of startups don't receive you know, their initial funding. And so once you realize the odds are against you, it allows you to push even harder and allows you to execute even better. Glorious. Exactly. Absolutely. Maxwell, listeners who got curious about peelaways, which by now should be every single person listening, um, where can they go get themselves a few sheets? Yeah, our products are sold in Walmart under a brand called Camp Appeal in the camping section, which is you know one of those funny, ironic um, branding things that worked. Um, <laughs> it worked. You know, I don't believe they would have put us in the camping section if the product was called Peelaways. So having the brand Camp Appeal, because I sold the summer camps, was incredibly beneficial. Yeah. Um, you can find our products um, on Bed Bath & Beyond, BuyeByBaby.com, um, Amazon.com. If you want to get in contact with me, feel free to LinkedIn me. Uh, Maxwell Cohen, or feel free to reach out to our contact page on peelaways.com. I'm happy to help anybody out. If there's anybody out there that's in the healthcare industry and feels and sees the benefits of this product and wants to make some warm introductions on our behalf, that would yeah. also be highly <laughs> beneficial and highly appreciated. Never stop hustling. Um, thank, thank you, Maxwell. This was, this was tons of fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so glad to be part of your fifth um podcast and i look forward to listening to the rest of the ones you build out thank you thank you and, and thanks to everyone for listening and yes i i have to say it again please hit that subscribe button and give the show a quick rating because as we discussed this is a brand new podcast and it needs all the tlc it can get um this podcast is brought to you by finian a brand consultancy creating strategic verbal and visual brand clarity a consultancy which i happen to run uh you can learn more about finian and download free white papers to support your own brand launch or rebranding efforts at finian.com the hitting the mark theme music was written and produced by happiness one i will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark